2: Are you ready to talk money, Reb?
0: I'm ready to talk money.
2: I'm Dave Van Oppen, here with my wife, Reb, and let's talk money.
0: Okay, I'm ready.
2: So what are we talking about today? We are in December. It's the season of giving... Hmm, sounds like there's a a natural progression here. We've got a great guest who we're going to bring in in just a few minutes who's a giving expert. We've had a few giving experts on the show this month. We had Steve Rolston. If you listened to last week's show, great show with Steve. He is a giving expert. If you missed the show, chri.ca, morethanenough.ca. They're all archived there. Listen up. If if you don't wanna get into the giving part, don't tune out. Today we are gonna drill right in. We're gonna we're gonna go into that part of giving that um I would say creates probably most discussion in my office and should I, shouldn't I, how do you do that? I'm talking about specifically tithing. So rev. Before we get there, you've got some verses you want to read.
0: Right. That... But you know what? Like, once again, they're not directly related, but they're directly related to the heart and the heart of what our friend uh, Ray uh, does at Compass Canada. So I'm just going to read a couple of verses here from and some. And by the way,
2: before you do that, Ray is here. Oh, He's yeah, our Ray is guest. Here. <laughs> we didn't introduce him, but we'll get to you, Ray. Don't leave the building, Ray. Okay? Yes.
0: Sorry. Yes. Ray is here, and he you met him last month already. Um, And he is with uh, an organization that um, focuses on financial discipleship and the tools that can help you become more financially savvy with biblical principles. So here it is. Psalm 119. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed, according to your word. "'With my whole heart I have sought you. O oh, let me not wander from your commandments. "'Your word I have hidden in my heart "'that I might not sin against you.'" Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Your word, your word, your word. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And so what we're talking about today, we're going to learn from the Word of God about tithing and generosity and giving and what the Old Testament has said. But if we really want to be truly engaged in our financial journey and understanding it in light of the heart of God, we have to go to His Word and we need to hide it in our hearts. If you are ignoring or if you've never looked at the word of God for financial direction now is the time to do it to hide it in your heart because as you hide his word in your heart you are going to become aligned with his biblical principles for your finances and for the rest of your life obviously this word isn't just about getting right with your finances but I just really sense a bombardment of 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 the word of god people are set against the word of god people aren't reading it and i guess that's my encouragement today as we tackle this topic a little bit controversial sometimes of tithing and giving that we hide his word what does his word say
2: well and that's why i think that's why we call it basic instructions before leaving earth, right? The Bible, right? (laughs) (laughs) In a sense of saying, hey, if we need some some help in the area, in any area of our life, this is a finance show, so we're going to talk finances. We're going to go to the Bible to do that. And today, in those verses that you're reading, and and Ray, I'm going to bring you in. Ray Borg is the director of Compass Canada. We love the resources that Compass Canada has out there. And want to, just simply because they are so biblically based, they're, they're, everything that you're going to read in there is, is based on the scripture. There's tons of scriptures in the curriculum just built right in. Um, Ray, just give us a little heads up on the, the different ones. I know there's a couple different curriculums, so just highlight those quick for us.
1: Well, the four key ones are navigating your finances God's way. Money and Marriage God's Way, Business God's Way, and Setting Your House in Order. Those are our four primary studies that will give you a good, solid, scriptural background for understanding the whole area of stewardship in your financial discipleship. And
0: is a real tool for hiding God's Word in your heart.
1: Okay, so
2: we are talking, and I don't know why I get excited about generosity, Um, and then I think about it. And I go, wait a minute, that's just the character of God. It's in our DNA that to be generous, we talked about the gift of Christ at this time of year and Christmas. We talk about the gift of grace almost every day, I do it. <laughs> you know, we talk about the gifts that God gives us and, and and the reality of this idea of generosity is really the DNA and the lie is, is that we we aren't somehow generous that the, that there's something it's only some people that are generous there's some god makes some people givers and and the reality is is god's character is generous and and it's in our DNA as human humans to be generous as well. So we just want to unleash that generosity today. And one of the ways is just intentionally just sitting down. And this is really where we're going to talk about tithing, and we're going to bring that word in. and And if you've been in the church for any period of time, you will have heard that word and the, the word of tithing. And Ray, can you give us a little bit where that comes from, uh, how we got to tithing, and and what that that looks like.
1: Well, in the Old Testament, it talks about how the people were to present their tithes, and that was in support of the Levites who ministered in the house of the Lord. And uh, as well, they would, um, the people were required to go up to celebrate the feasts in Jerusalem. So three times a year, wherever they were in the country, they and their families would make a point to go up. And so they needed to set aside a certain portion for that in order to be able to do that.
0: And that's called the tithe as well.
1: Yes, it is. Okay. And then there was another um, focus, and that was the poor. Um, Throughout scriptures, you'll read that uh, the poor are amongst us and that we are to bless them and meet their needs. And so and technically, it was 3% that was set aside. So often we talk about tithe being 10%, but actually in scripture, if you really examine it closely, it's roughly about 23%. And that
2: doesn't even include Christmas, like, you know, the gifts and the offerings and the, and the things that happened, you know, when they went to Jerusalem, there were things that they would do over and above the tithe over and above the, you know, I'm going to go back to the Levites because I find this incredibly fascinating to, to realize that. All of these, the law was set up as the, the Israelites entered, Jerusalem, or entered the, the promised land, <laughs> right? And so before that, they didn't really have the law, and God had set these things down to say, this is how, how you need to live. And so in a lot of ways, it's like our Bible today, is God has set it down on paper, saying, this is how we're going to live, and he, and he said, hey, the Levites, they're not going to get land when they get to the promised land. They're going to serve in my temple, they're going to serve me. And so their inheritance is actually a 10% do- donation, if you will, a-, a donation from the rest of the tribes, the rest of the farmers in the tribes, that were going to say, hey, God's going to produce the fruit, God's going to make the sun shine and the rain come down and there's going to be produce, so commit to giving that 10% to the Levites because God cared just as much for the Levites as he did for all of the other tribes. And that's why when we read in Malachi, God's saying, listen, you're not giving the tithe to the, to the Levites, and then the Levites aren't being faithful in how they're doing the tithe. If you would all get it right, then you would see my blessing, right? And mm-hmm. so as we, we look at that Old Testament, there is lots of intentionality there. And, and uh, you know, tithing is just really intentional
1: giving, I would agree, because for me, it's part of our worship. It's an expression Mm -hmm. of our worship. You know, Lord, you have given everything to us. 100% of it belongs to you. And just out of that place of worship and communion with you, you bless me. I want to bless you. I want to enjoy fellowship with you. And that's part of giving to you and to see my fellow brothers and sisters looked after if they're struggling through hard times. We all know Mm -hmm. people who go through those seasons. We've all gone through them. Mm -hmm. But those are times then to seek to bless them to be an instrument of God's grace and love in their lives. Mm
2: -hmm. And Paul talks about that in the New Testament, saying, you know, really, it's about equality, right? It's about seeing the need of your neighbor, seeing the need of the person who's beside you, you know, the the good Samaritan, seeing the need of... And having the resources set aside for doing that. And we did another show where we talked briefly about a kingdom account and having that in place. And that's just an intentional place uh, that you can have some money set aside for those spontaneous times Mm -hmm. when you feel the need to give. Because it brings joy. It brings hope. I mean... There's all kinds of interesting science about, around how much generosity affects our demeanor and affects our, our hearts and and a whole bunch of stuff, which again I find fascinating uh, when when we're talking about this area of generosity.
0: So I'm just I, you know I'm just going to throw this out there. So if I hear you say, "Well, you get to plan a trip for yourself," so you get to save ten percent and plan a trip, we're not telling people they can just go to Florida and go to Disney. That wasn't that.
2: Kind well, it was a holy day. And, you know, I, I, I sometimes I, say it I like hear this.
0: this, and I think because tithing is, can be a controversial issue, because people come in all the time say, well, should I tithe? Is it 10%? I mean, we know statistically we're going to throw it out here again. We give 10 and more percent away to the banks in interest, and we give less than 1% in Canada to charity. So that's not even like. That's nothing to be proud of, people. Like I, I just mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and Dave and I say, Can you imagine what would happen if it was flipped? If the church was giving even the intentional giving of the ten percent base, mm-hmm. the world would look different. Our nation would look different, mm-hmm. I think. Anyway, but, yes. but but saying that on the other hand, I hear, Oh, a trip. Great, cool. Mm-hmm. But the trip was for a specific reason of worship.
1: That's right. Going up to Jerusalem for to celebrate the feast was communing together as a people, as a nation, to worship the Lord and entering into that place of corporateness, which just brought blessing before the Lord as a nation, because He refers to them as one entity, not as individuals.
0: Interesting,
2: Reb. I love. I know you're a word a word yeah. person, right? And so, you know, one of the ways when we look at this, we go right now today. When we think trip away, we think vacation, vacate, like uh, get away, yeah. right? Empty, you know, go. But what right, we're talking about because here it means emptying, yes. right? What we're talking about here is a, a holiday, a holy day. If you break that up, you go holy day, right? And so for me, because you're a word person and we're married, so we can we can kind of do that. I'm we're talking about a holy day. We're talking mm-hmm. about setting some money aside intentionally every year too. You know, get away and worship to get away and spend time with the Lord to go to a conference maybe where you're going to get some encouragement to to do that. Um, yeah, you might want to have some fun too.
0: That's okay.
2: There there was a party going on. Mm-hmm. I often say it was a big potluck. Everybody brought something <laughs> and we're at Jerusalem. But, but, it, that's, but right. that's again mm-hmm.
0: interesting to what Ray said that it's community building. Mm-hmm. It's building the community of believers because the Lord knew even what his people needed. Mm-hmm. Like this, I just find this very interesting. You know, does God really need our money? I mean, not really. He he is the cattle on a thousand hills is that saying has gone. But mm-hmm. I, when I hear it attached to worship, then tithing becomes a whole different thing. It's a command. Mm-hmm. It's what the Lord's heart is. It's, now we translate that and fast forward it into the New Testament because we often give that get that idea between giving and tithing. What's the difference, and is there mm-hmm. any more? Which leads then into stewardship because Dave always says, you know, stewardship is really a hundred percent. We're not just talking ten, twenty, mm-hmm. or twenty-three percent. We're talking a hundred, and mm-hmm. then that. But then when you think of it in light of worship, it's a totally different sense that our worship is our giving, our tithing, our stewardship. It's worship to the Lord for how good and awesome and gracious He is. And sometimes I get stuck on the words, or (laughs) I hear us as believers get caught in the semantics and we start arguing about it, when if we brought it back to worship, there's no argument there. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And interesting, I I just had this thought, so I'm going to throw it out. No theological, um, you know, if you have comments and you want to say, Dave, you're totally off base, get them on Facebook, uh, our Facebook page. But that idea of worship, the Levites, which were the recipients of the 10%, their job
0: was to worship.
2: worship. Mm -hmm. It was to allow them to worship to wholeheartedly, to not even need to think about or worry about money to not even have that as part of their, their context because they were solely going to worship the Lord. That's pretty cool. That's, that's a new thought for Dave, so, you know, I mean, again, <laughs> but there. I think that's good. So, you know, very fun. So and it, it ties into to stewardship. I think, uh, Ray, and, and you can comment on this, Ray, the, that idea that tithing really just goes to the intentionality of God our Father and, and how to live. Right, And so how does that play out for, for how do we organize our tithing?
1: You know, one of the things that was very helpful um, for my wife and I earlier this year as we went through the Navigating Your Finances God's Way study was just considering the scripture from Acts 1.8 where it says, You are to be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. And so within that context was the kind of sense, so how are you giving locally to your church? How are you giving locally um, and how are you giving globally? And then it was broken down into uh, four different areas. One was just the whole, your local church, because that was the Levites that you're supporting there. Then there's also the whole area of evangelism promoting the gospel, then the whole area of discipleship, and lastly was the poor and the needy. And my wife and I looked at that and thought, we've never seen it broken out in that kind of sense, and so are we giving in each of those areas? And we kind of assessed what our giving was currently, looked at it, and realized there were some things we needed kind of shifted to kind of balance out some of the percentages that we felt as we sought the Lord would be right, And so we began to do that, and we set that as a goal uh, for the course of this year. And so uh, we are tracking that to see where are we' at with that process. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll be interesting to see at the end of the year, did we really um, did our giving uh, really and our tithing, did it really reflect what we had set as goals earlier this year?
0: Well, that's really funny because we were talking about that before the show. And I'm like, do we do that, Dave? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you have a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet. He has for a spreadsheet that. for that. <laughs> he actually handed it to all our kids and said, now you need to consider this as well. So, yes, <laughs> you can use a spreadsheet to be that intentional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And
2: and okay, for those that are not spreadsheet savvy, all of that, a piece of paper will do, right? Across the top, you write my giving plan for 2017, for 2018, whatever the year is that, that, that you want to, and just put it in paper. And, and Ray, I'm going to get you to just highlight those different areas again for us. And And if you've got a pencil and paper, you want to add that. But the idea there that there are different areas where we may want to just intentionally direct the
1: resources that God has. So it was church, evangelism, (laughs) discipleship, and the poor and needy.
0: What do you mean by discipleship? What's that? What is that one?
1: Where people are being... you know, I would say Compass Canada is a discipleship ministry. Mm -hmm. It's helping people to mature in their walk with the Lord, to grow in different areas. Once they've come to faith in Jesus, then what are the next things to continue to become mature sons and daughters that Scripture talks about? Okay.
2: And then you also mentioned, in a sense of globally, a couple of different areas, if you will, that, that we may want to direct our giving.
1: Yes, I mean, talking your local church And then um, then nationally You know, where are you investing in the nation As mm-hmm. a candidate Are there ministries that you're doing in that area And then the whole global There are nations around the globe They do not have finances I mean, Western world actually lives way beyond their, they can't even imagine that kind of stuff. If they make a few dollars a month, Mm -hmm. they're doing really well. So they're, they're living way below the poverty level in our understanding and so they need our assistance. Scripture is very clear about that. I was just reminded as I was looking in the Word this morning that when Paul and Barnabas were sent out by the apostles, they said, you know what, as much as you're preaching the gospel, please tend to the poor and needy amongst you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was still upon their hearts, yep. irregardless of where they were going, that they still needed to do those kinds of things and pay attention to that. So,
0: And if you're thinking about I was just, Deuteronomy 15 is an is one of the awesome passages in the Word that talks about taking care of the poor and that we shouldn't be tight-fisted. It's interesting Mm -hmm. because in the beginning of the chapter, he said, you know, there doesn't have to be poor among you. And at the end, he says, but there always will be. And I think because God knows we're kind of tight-fisted.
2: And Paul, you know, it's, there's a linkage there between that Deuteronomy 15 and the New Testament, where you know, more of the conversation in the New Testament is around equality. It's it's around looking out and and making sure there are no poor. But there's a, there's a significant linkage back to Deuteronomy that says, wait a minute, the the reason we have all these laws, the reason that I'm giving you these things written down in in clear and concise language, is one of them is is so there'll be no poor in Jerusalem, so there'll be no poor in the country of israel and that was the promised land that was part of the the entry and and the living in the promised land is that it would be a place where there's no poor wouldn't that be cool right to live in in, in actually a place where there is no poor and yet that was god's God's intent right and so that whole idea of equality that whole idea of if you have a you have more than you need now then it's time to share and there may be times where you have a need and someone else is going to share and so um that's just the the way that life works in the cycle that that we go through and i think every listener can think back take a moment and pause and go yeah there have been times where i've had more than i need and there are been times where uh, there's been a need where I've went, oh my, how is that going to, how am I going to pay that bill at the end of the month? And we're all shaking our I, heads. I, yeah. But <laughs> I, I would
0: say, because I'm just hearing this in my head, that it's about your heart. It's about your heart and your relationship with the Father. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't need to give. I am certainly not going to tell you that you're to say this, to condemn you or to make Mm -hmm. you feel guilty, but can you ask yourself the question and the father, why can't you give? Mm -hmm. What is it you're, and the reason I can stand here is because Dave has taught me generosity. People in my life have taught me generosity. I'm the youngest of seven kids. I know what, how to get my way. I can manipulate. I, I could be the master of it. I could get what I wanted, but I had to learn to release, and there are stories I could tell you that (laughs) it hasn't been so easy, but now it it becomes a habit. It becomes a part of you when you start to do it out of... Out of an intentional thing. Sometimes you're not a cheerful giver. Well, the Bible says you have to do it cheerfully. Well, yeah, that's the best option. But sometimes you have to make a step toward that giving. And it hurts. Mm. It will hurt. Like, just, it hurts sometimes. Because you're thinking, no, but that's, you know, that's for later on. Or that's in my storehouse. And I need it for me. But release it and you will see it come back.
1: I think, you know, the thing that struck me as I heard you talking, Rebecca, is that, you know, we talked about being intentional in our giving. But part of that, you know, Scripture in the Old Testament said 10%, 10%, and 3 But in reality, we now live in New Testament times. Mm-hmm. We had the Holy Spirit to go and mm-hmm. ask. Holy Spirit, what is it that you're asking of me? I want to be intentional in my giving. I want to be free. I want to walk in that place of peace and contentment that only comes when I release everything to you. So Holy Spirit, this coming year, 2017, what are you asking me to do? Mm -hmm. I think it would be a real interesting challenge for our listeners today to just say... Is there something, Holy Spirit, you want me to change mm-hmm. in how mm-hmm. I see tithing and giving? And then how do I practically implement this this coming year so I can walk in a new place and freedom in my relationship with you?
0: And today it might be 1%. You might be hearing a percentage. You might It might not be 10 You know, he's not in, in the actual giving of your finances. I mean, he says, give me all of your life. Mm-hmm. Give everything to me. But in, as we're attempting to do that, he, he may, he's just knowing what your heart's attached to and it does hurt, but he has his best intended for you and you have to remember his heart of love for you.
2: <laughs> so, you know, going to transition a little bit to some of the practical. We're coming to the end. We've been talking about giving and tithing and we've thrown out a couple of ideas. So I want to just summarize a little bit here. So number one, the beginning of the, the year, sit down with your family Get a piece of paper, or if your spreadsheet, you know, don't get distracted by the tool. But get a piece of paper and say, "We're gonna, we're gonna address this giving piece. We're gonna have a discussion about it." Kids, where do you want? If you had money to give where would you give it if you you know and ask our as, as parents we ask ourselves that that question then we'll write those things down on a piece of paper then we go pray together let's just pray over those things and then you know we know that the heart of god is generosity we know that that lines up with who he is and how he will actually display himself through us so we know that it's right. Uh, We we don't have to question the poor. We just know that that that's right. Um, And then God puts those things on our hearts so we can trust the heart. If he says it's uh, sponsoring a child in Africa, great. That's an international to the poor. I mean, we had some classifications that, Ray, you talked about. So you could say, well, that's international and poor. For those that like check boxes, you can check those Mm -hmm. boxes, right? Um, and, And create a plan. Right, And then finally, when you're all done, little hour conversation, commit to doing it. If it means signing the bottom of it and saying, Lord, we're going to give in these areas and we're going to give this much, the entire family signs. You may not know how you're going to come up with the money. Mm -hmm. You may not know what that's going to look like, but start, let's do it. Then make it intentional and begin to say, okay, that goes on the fridge. We're going to make sure that we do that this year. So there's a little bit of a plan. We've got a few minutes left. Anything you want to add, Rev?
0: Well, it, and it goes back to what Ray said. It's asking the Holy Spirit, you know, what do you want me to change? Is there an area? Is What, what mm-hmm. do I do? It's all done under the, that umbrella. That intentional meeting is done under the umbrella of the Holy Spirit. Thanks
2: so much, Ray, for your direction, for your insight, for for what you do. If you want more resources, I know that the Navigating Your Finances God's Way is a great resource that really tackles this. So uh, compasscanada.org is the website. You can get Navigating Your Finances and and do that. We love that material. So, Rev, will you just close us off in
0: prayer? Father, we're just grateful to you that we can read your word, hide it in our hearts, and it will mean a transformation in us. Thank you that you are creating in us to be givers that are joyful, that you are allowing us to open our hands, uh, even when it's hurting. Lord, just move amongst our listeners this morning, uh, move in our hearts that we would release All that you have given us to where you want it, Lord, that you would start a revolutionary movement in our area to see giving in our churches that transform the cities.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you.
2: Wow, what a show! We are having so much fun doing this.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think we're having having too much fun. You think? I don't don't
2: think so. (laughs) Well. If you you want some more fun, you're going to just have to join us next week when we talk money.
0: Well, no, we're not talking money. It's a surprise Christmas show. Oh, oh, oh,
2: we're we're still talking money. Mm,
0: I don't think so.
2: Rebecca and I are going to have that discussion (laughs) offline. So join us next week with Let's Talk Money.